Manufacturing companies face intense competition in today's market, making it challenging to stand out from the crowd. With so many options available, customers are looking for more than just quality products. They want to work with companies that they can relate to and trust. This episode is a rerun where I had a great conversation with Rob Brunson. He's the VP of Sales and Marketing at Wallace Electronica Sales. We talked about how brands need to humanize themselves to attract customers. And we also delved into how technology advances and we need to be proactive in adapting new processes to remain competitive. Enjoy. Yeah, manufacturers will come and go, but customers are going to be there forever. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I would give advice on is please write better emails. Um, you know, <laughs> seriously, um, I think that's one thing that, you know, salespeople in general, um, and I'm a work in progress on this. I don't have all the answers, um, but really make it a point to write better emails, um, be concise, communicate what you're trying to accomplish, communicate the goal that you're trying to help them achieve. Um, you know, the whole, hey, my name is Rob Brunson. I work for Wallace Electronic Sales. I hope you're doing well today. Look, if I could just get 20 minutes of your time yeah. to meet on, it's like, please stop. Oh my yeah. God, like yeah. it makes us look so bad. Please stop. You know, just say, hey, notice you were doing this. We have this solution. Do you have any thoughts on that? Just keep it simple. The first goal for modern marketing in today's manufacturing environment is to make sure the products stay top of mind. If you're looking for marketing industry knowledge, you're in the right place. This podcast will help you overcome your marketing and sales challenges. I'm Sana Vending, and in this podcast, we'll take a deep dive and explore how to succeed in the electronics manufacturing industry. Welcome to Mind Innovation Special Edition about modern marketing for manufacturing companies and manufacturing reps. We'll be talking to industry leaders about how they're meeting the needs of their B2B customers in the electronics manufacturing industry. I'm your host, Sana Vending, and today I have Rob Brunson with me. He's a special outside sales representative, customer advocate at Valor's Electronic Sales. Rob and I actually met because of his YouTube channel, so you need to check that one out. He interviewed people in the electronic industry for OEMs, manufacturers, and distributors, and there's also some product training. So check it out for sure. So Rob, welcome so much. Welcome today. I'm so glad hey, you're here. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, me, me too. It's interesting to be interviewed for once instead of doing the interviewing. So yeah, now you're I'll, on the other side, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll try not to screw it up too bad. <laughs> oh, you won't. So uh, just so the listener can learn a little bit more about you, you know, can you just tell a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So as you know, you know, my name's Rob Brunson. I work for Wallace Electronic Sales here in North Carolina. Um, we're manufacturers representatives. So we cover six states, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi, and Alabama. Yep. Um, no Florida. We used to cover Florida, but all of our salespeople were playing golf instead of uh, working. So <laughs> we, uh, we got rid of that. Um, actually haven't been in the electronics industry that long. Yeah. Um, only been in it about three years. Um, I went to school for political science. Um, turned out I wasn't that great of a liar. So I, I changed careers and then I ended up being a chef. <laughs> for about seven years at, yeah. uh, at a fine dining restaurant in Columbia, South Carolina, where I'm originally from. And, you know, wanted to make a career change somewhere where I could kind of dictate how much money I made. You know, I'm, you know, I like to think of myself as an entrepreneur. And so, 
you know, getting out of the restaurant world and wanting to make that career change um, where I could kind of dictate how much money I made and, you know, do things that are a little bit more exciting was something that was very attractive to me. So uh, linked up with Mark and Emmett, uh, who were the president and the vice president of the company. Um, yeah. Awesome role models. Um, you know, I told him, I said, guys, look, I don't really know anything, um, but I'm eager to learn. I'll be a sponge and and come in and work hard. And, and they gave me a shot. And so far, it's, it's worked out very well. So I'm really yeah. thankful for them. And I love the industry. It's exciting to be on the front end of technology and see cool things all the time. You know this, um, yeah, but it, it, is, it, is, it is really exciting. Yeah. So I always get proud when I see the final product out there, right? That's right. You're a part of it. Even though you didn't, maybe you didn't design it, but you took part of it. You're like, yeah, yeah I did that. For, for sure. I use, you kind of view the world differently, right? Yeah. Um, in the sense, you know, you're driving down the road, you kind of look at an airplane a little bit differently. You look at gas pumps differently, yeah. you know, street, everything, you know, your <laughs> cell phone, like all world. that stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's, it's weird how it changes your perspective, you know, kind of to relate it back to being a cook, you know, when yeah. I was a chef, you know, you look at food a little bit differently whenever you go out to eat. Yeah. Um, it's difficult for you to not see what the servers are doing, what the hostesses are doing, what <laughs> you kind of just pick up on all that. And that, that's kind of what it is for me now. Um, with yeah. this. It's exciting. Yeah. I like it. It is. Yeah. No. Oh, that's awesome. No, now, now I know a little bit more about you. So this is great. So um, let's, let's dive in, right? Because I, I want to talk about the, the digital transformation that's happening within the industry. Sure. Um, and what I've seen, you know, what you've done, I, I think it's amazing. So if you can go a little bit, tell me a little bit, you know, what did you do and how did you p pivot maybe? Or did you just jump in and saying, I'm doing this YouTube channel because that's that's the way I want to be? Yeah. So for me, you know, obviously because of COVID, um, people had to pivot. It was, I, I would definitely consider it a forced pivot, you know. Um, with, with just everything that happened. But for us, when we really sat down and talked about it, and this is not a knock on anyone else, but everyone was kind of doing the same thing. You yeah. know, here's our product, here's, you know, our factory, which I think those are great things. And I think that people should be doing those. Yeah. Uh, for us, though, what we really wanted to do is we wanted to humanize our manufacturers, humanize certain companies and kind of get, you, you know, pull back the curtain a little bit, if you will. So, you know, I work for X company. This is what we make. That's great. You know, and I think that's fantastic. But for us, it was, well, let's learn more about the person, you know? Yeah. So when you're ordering this product from XYZ company and, you know, you're interfacing with this guy, whether he's an you know, engineer within the company or, you know, a customer service person, whatever, everyone has their role. For us, it was, well, let's get to know that person a little bit more because ultimately that's a little bit more interesting um, yeah. than, you know, connectors or enclosure and all that stuff. And I think those are wonderful things. Um, but for us, it's really nice just to humanize the person who works for yeah. that company because people are inherently pretty interesting. You know, you and I are completely different and have different, you know, interests and things like that. We probably have a lot of similarities too. Um, but for me, it was, well, let's talk to these people and just have a long form interview, let them talk and just kind of tell them about ourselves. Yeah. And it's been really successful. And I think people appreciate it. I'd like to think that because um, it's not a business podcast, right? It's not here's this awesome new product and this is what we do and we'll sell it to you for this amount of money. It's tell me what kind of music you like, what kind of food yeah. do you like? Why did you get into the industry? What does leadership mean to you? Kind yeah. of those, you know, multi-layered questions that yeah. I don't think a lot of people like to ask because um, I think it's uncomfortable to do that in a business setting, yeah. um, but we don't shy away from it. And it's been a lot of fun. That's cool. And, and it also go hand in hand, right? Because the manufacturing yeah. rep is all about relationship. 
So right. by you doing this, it's it's building your relationship, but also bringing your customers closer to you know to the to the manufacturer or the distributor. Right. Absolutely. And you know, I know this is going to sound really silly, but most of our manufacturers and you know distributors, they're really cool people. Like you know, yeah. that that may sound kind of corny, but they really <laughs> are cool people. And I think whenever people get the opportunity to hear them talk and hear their life story, hear their interests. You don't, you don't say, Oh, that guy makes plastic hardware. You're like, Oh, that guy, you know, does, you know, street racing and, you know, had this crazy story about, you know, crossing over to Mexico. It's it's just cool, you know, and it adds a different layer to stuff. So that that's really what it was for us. And, you know, obviously the first couple episodes, we, tried to refine it. And yeah. now what it's really evolved into is just really an hour and a half conversation about, tell me about yourself, you know, yeah. we'll touch on the company and stuff like that, but that's not, you know, the real purpose of the interview, if you will. No, 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 no. But what about the, because again, I think it's so great that you, you use the YouTube channel um, because engineers today and the younger engineers that's coming into the market or to the job, right. Sure. Sitting there, it's just how, um, how do we address them? Because how do they do they search on DigiKey or Mouser? You know, how do how do they design and become a great engineer? Right. So I think the the honest answer is um, engineers are going to reach out to you when they need you, um, yeah. and that's just the bottom line. So I think it is important to make yourself accessible yeah. online, whether you're a manufacturer or a distributor. Manufacturers reps play a little bit of a different role for us. It's more relationship building and being a customer advocate, which is what we consider ourselves. Um, so really for us, what we like to do is be on the front end of the design work. And I think if you know, you create a situation where the manufacturer, the distributor, and the manufacturer's rep have one goal, and that only goal is to make sure that their customer is successful, yeah. everything is going to work out. Um, and if a, if a customer knows that you're going to work hard for them, they'll keep coming back. Um, part of sales is, <laughs> and it, it's really interesting, and we could talk about this a little bit later, but you know, part of it now is you have to do some cold outreach, whether that's on the phone, which I found is somewhat successful, but most yeah. people now don't answer their office phone. Yeah, I mean, right. It, no. it is it is what it is. <laughs> um, but also with cold emailing, and I think that that's something that you know our industry could really work on um, yeah. is cold emailing. Just trying to get in front of someone, keep it simple, straight to the point, and yeah. really kind of break that ice um, to start to build a relationship and keep everything really solution based. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as far as like digital marketing goes, marketing is one of those weird things where you never really know if it's working or if it's not working. You know, if, if yeah. sales are up, you can say marketing's going great. If sales are down, you can say, ah, oh, marketing, you yeah, know, it's, it's impossible to pinpoint, but <laughs> I think putting your stuff out there is really important. And, yeah. you know, especially for younger people, we like videos. Yeah. Um, and I think I talked to you about this, um, whenever, whenever we first talked, but it's, there's just something about videos that it's easier to interact with, right? Like I think white papers are fine and I'm sure people really do like white papers, some of them, but if you want to get your message across quickly, straight to the point in a concise way, you know, a 45 second video really accomplishes that. Yeah. Um, But that could be the appetizer, right? And then you, you got, you put in the white paper or you introduce the white paper later. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's what's your hook, right? Like how do you get them to engage back with you? What are you saying that is really interesting or really what it comes down to is what problem do you solve? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) That's, that's that's what it is. What about, have you seen, like, if you look at the, the B2C e-commerce, right? Had that Mm -hmm. shape and we're that, right? We're part of that world. Um, Is that shaping how the habits of the B2B customers today, are they blending into each other? 
I think it will. Um, eventually, so eventually for me, everything is going to just be done on the internet. Um, and that's a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow. Yeah. Um, but everything's going to be automated. You know, logistics are going to be automated. Payments are going to be instantaneous. Um, yeah. So all this, you know, well, we're going to hold X amount of stock and we'll release it to you every two weeks and all, you know, all that stuff. It's that eventually it could be five years, it could be 50 years, but eventually yeah. everything's going to be automated where, you know, if it's a lot like Amazon. Um, we're not there yet. Um, but eventually people are just going to say, I want this, I need it this day, I'm going to pay you. And then everything's going to be taken care of. So I think eventually everything's just going to bleed together and yeah. we'll, we'll have a system to do things. Also, the other thing that I think people forget, well, not forget, but maybe just don't think about is that we are shifting towards a global society. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure everyone has their own political opinion on that or whatever, but just talking about what's happening, um, that's what's happening. So eventually all these countries and all these manufacturers who are in Asia and Europe and America, Mexico, wherever, they're going to have to figure out a way logistically to make it easy on the customer. Yeah. Um, if not, the free market's going to just naturally kick them out and someone yeah. else will go with something yeah. else. So like all, all a global company now, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we really are. If you think about it, you yeah. know, we have Asian manufacturers, we have European manufacturers and, you know, I was on a team's call this morning at eight o'clock in the morning with a guy in Hong Kong yeah. um, because it's eight o'clock at night there. And it's just the only time that worked, but you have to get it done. So yeah. it really is the reality of the situation. Yeah. So um, back to how you can succeed in, in your job, or, you know, as a manufacturing rep, yeah. what, what kind of support or what, what do you need? Um, because if, uh, what, 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 what do you need from a manufacturer? Right. Well, the first thing is we there has to be a good manufacturer. Um, <laughs> that that makes everything easier um, if you have a good manufacturer, which we're fortunate enough to have really yeah. awesome manufacturers. Um, you know, the other thing is what what we found is, and I'm sure you've probably seen this as well, especially in today's world. Um, Pricing is obviously a good thing to be competitive, but a trend that we've seen, especially with like the way the supply chain is, is the person who can do two things usually wins the business. Number one, get an answer back, whether that yeah. be a quote or lead time, whatever. And then number two is who can get the sample there the fastest. Yeah. Um, and that that's kind of a race. That's that's more of a now situation instead of you know an extrapolated thing. Um, But really for manufacturers, you know, we're the experts on the territory and that's why they hire us. Yeah. Um, so for us to make our manufacturers successful, that's that's our job. Um, but what what we need from them is, you know, good responsiveness, you know, answering the questions that we need. We need some we need people who are technically sound. I'm not an engineer. I don't pretend to be. Um, so, you know, we get a lot of on, on the job training and, you know, we're able to learn about what a customer needs as we work with them over the course of one year, two year, three years, so on. But when we ping the factory, you know, it's really important that we have some technical experts who can answer engineering questions. Yeah. Um, And then right now, you know, as you talked about too, you know, the more marketing material that we have, the better. Um, we're pretty aggressive with our marketing um, compared to other rep firms. Yeah. But the more the more digital marketing, whether that's a video for LinkedIn, some sort of a short brochure where we can just it gets right to the point. I like um, the short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very short. Um, that gets right to the point that we can send to our customers. All those yeah. things are very helpful. And then. 
you know, samples have to be readily available, at least in the sense of, hey, my customer wants this. If it's a 12-week lead time to build the sample, whatever. Um, but you've got to be willing to give samples out in today's world because if you're not willing to, I promise you another manufacturer is and they're going to position themselves better to, to win the business. So. Yeah. So it's about speed as well. For so sure. you, So I want to talk a little bit more about YouTube and, and LinkedIn because you're mm -hmm. really active both places. Sure. So what have you learnings and, and who has inspired you to say, I'm just jumping in and doing it? Yeah. So, so I'm sure you've seen my LinkedIn. It's more fun. Um, it's not product driven. Um, I do run our company LinkedIn, which I keep that to product driven type things. But my LinkedIn is fun. And, you know, the, the whole thing for me is like, okay, people take themselves way too seriously on the internet. Like it is the internet, like calm down a little bit and just have some fun yeah. because people get on LinkedIn again, People might not like to admit this, but it's the truth to escape the real world. That's the point of social media yeah. is you want to get on there and you want to see what other people are doing. You know, you don't, if I post something about a new connector, yeah. you're not going to care. I'm not excited. Right? No. <laughs> no. But if I put a funny video that you can relate to as in regards to sales or yeah. something about one of my dogs, you know, that just gets a better response. And I think the reason why is because people want to get on social media to learn more about you. And I'm not a selfish person, but when it comes to social media, you should promote yourself. It is your own brand, right? And you can do that and elevate others and have a good time, but just be yourself on there and let the chips fall where they may. Don't take yourself so seriously where you're like, oh my God, I have to keep this product. Like have a little bit of fun and let your personality come through. Yeah. And I think that's the best way for you to build relationships is just to be yourself on social media. There can be a professional version of yourself where someone reaches out to you about a product, yeah. be professional. But if you're a funny person or someone who likes outdoor stuff or likes whatever, let yeah. that come through in your social profile. That's literally the purpose of it. Yeah. And for whatever reason, LinkedIn's got this weird stigma where it's like, well, you need to keep everything business driven. It's like, really, do I? Like, if you look at all the people who are really <laughs> successful on LinkedIn, they're not talking about that stuff. They're yeah. not. Um, and I don't, I don't know if I could ever get to that level, but for me, I just want to be myself, have a good time, yeah. you know, poke some fun at the sales process a little bit, you know, maybe yeah. ruffle some feathers. And that's the point of it for me. And it's a lot of fun. You know, oh, I don't take and it has to be it. fun. Yeah. I've done some where I put, you know, behind the scenes video on where I'm laughing or right. being flipped, right? Yeah. And it's just, and you can see people likes it. It's not that I do it every yeah. day, but I put, I, I sprinkled it in. Right. But I think it's because it shows who you really are. Yeah. And that's what people connect to. People don't yeah. connect to, oh, there's Rob posting another power cord. <laughs> they just don't care about that. It's it's okay. You have to do uh, memes now around it. <laughs> you know, right? But exactly. But those are successful. But I think people are so, maybe, well, I don't know if I should say that, but I think people are a little hesitant to be themselves yeah. on LinkedIn. And I think maybe that's pressure from upper management. Maybe that's some sort of, weird idea that they've convinced themselves that, Ooh, a customer may yeah. see this and not yeah. like it or something like it's like, dude, you're on the internet. Stop yeah. it. Like have a little bit of fun, you know? So that's my theory on it. Maybe it'll backfire and bite me in the butt, but you know, I don't it's, a, it's a hill I'll die on. <laughs> <laughs> no. So what's, what's your biggest challenge now that we're coming out of the pandemic, right? Now you can actually face, meet your customers face to face again. 
Yeah. So um, for us, we're in the South. Um, so we haven't had as many COVID restrictions as other places in the country. Yeah. Um, so we've been out on the road for ever. No. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, for, for three months, really, um, yeah. things have not been overly difficult um, to see customers. I mean, as you can imagine, the larger customers still are pretty restrictive, which makes sense from a legal perspective. Yeah. Um, but the biggest challenge for us right now, which I think a lot of people are, are struggling with is just shipping product. Um, and most of our customers understand that we're, we try to be straightforward with them. Yeah. Um, but you know, as reps and any rep who's watching this can relate to it, we don't get paid until the product ships, it's delivered, it's paid for, and it works. So, you know, I could have $3 million worth of backlog, but I can't go to the grocery store and pay my bills with backlog. Um, so for, for us, it's really about how do we ship product? Um, yeah. And also forecasting, right? You know, I, I actually put something on LinkedIn about it, but I, if you, let's say you get a lead time of 20 weeks, I, I don't take that as gospel. You know, um, I tell my customers, hey, this is kind of what we're looking at. Uh, but it, it's really trying to get your arms around the entire process and saying, okay, it says 20 weeks, it could be 30, it, just so your customers can prepare for that. So it's really all su supply chain yeah. related. What's so crazy is coming out of COVID, business in general hasn't slowed down, you know, and, and it's honestly in a way picked back up and, you know, people are buying a lot of stuff. They have a lot of needs, you know, part of it's they can't find things. But the other part of it, which is really interesting, is I was in a call in Raleigh and I think for the first time in a long time, engineers are actually starting to work on new projects. Oh, um, that's nice. You know, during COVID, everyone was just trying to maintain. Let's yeah. just maintain, 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 which makes sense. But now that, like you said, we're starting to really come out of it. Um, I think that people are starting to make new designs, work on new projects. And I think engineers are excited about that. So yeah. it's a yeah. good thing. That's good. Any, anything you want to try as a manufacturing rep, you know, that you're saying, hey, I need, I want to try either this marketing strategy or this new email or something. Have you something in your sleeve that you can share? Yes. Um, and I'm working on building it and maybe you can test it with me. Okay. Um, but what I'm using is, and I'll, and I'll tell everyone this and, you know, you should check it out too. Cause I think it, I don't know if it's going to work, but it would definitely be something fun to experiment with, but I would really like to do sales calls and trade shows in the metaverse. Um, so there is a website called spatial.io, which I'm on, where you actually can create an avatar of yourself. But the great thing about it is you can create conference rooms. And inside of these conference rooms, you can just take your phone and you can actually scan objects three-dimensionally. So, you know, if I wanted to take, you know, my beautiful Raven's coffee mug here yeah. and 3D scan it with my phone, I could actually put it in the conference room. If you were to join it, you could come and check it out. You could pick it up. You could oh. move it around on your screen. So you would see the whole thing. Yeah. I think that would be really cool with products like circuit breakers and closures, yeah. you know, things that you could actually see and hold. Um, and it would be a really just interesting way to get a bunch of people in a room at one time. Um, and it wouldn't be a team's call. Not that I, I love team's calls and I think they're highly effective, but I just think it would be a a different way of doing yeah. things where you could actually visually see it. And it's called spatial.io. And I, I, it's really cool. I don't know if it's going to work. Um, I've experimented it with one customer and they thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, but I haven't rolled it out across the territory yet because I need to become a little bit more of a master on the software before I do that. 
Yeah, no, that's that's that sounds really fun, right? That could be yeah. a great product introduction as well. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That could be the first step. Uh, right. So yeah. Oh, I want to hear how that goes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And then yeah. again, I have a lobby and I have like yeah. an account or whatever. So you know, maybe one day you can jump in there and I'll we can. In there. Yeah. Uh, I've got this beautiful. I'll get. I should get bonus points for this, but here's a you know a chassis mount filter from Schaffner. Yeah. You know, we could scan this in there and just see how. You know, you got to experiment with stuff like that. It's not yeah. a uh, perfect science. So. No, 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 no. Um, what about if you have to give an advice to other manufacturing reps? What what kind of advice will you give them? Um, so the it's two things. Um, one, do what you say you're going to do. Um, I think a lot of salespeople get a bad rap because of other bad salespeople. Um, so our business philosophy is just do what you say you're going to do. And part of that, and Mark says this all the time, but bad news is better than no news. So if something comes up or, you know, don't be afraid to tell your customer, you know, just be honest with them, be straightforward, step up and say, hey, this is the problem and, and let them know and do what you say you're going to do and really be an advocate for the customer. Yeah, yeah. manufacturers will come and go, but customers are going to be there forever. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I would give advice on is please write better emails. Um, you know, <laughs> seriously, um, I think that's one thing that you know salespeople in general. Um, and I'm a work in progress on this. I don't have all the answers, um, but really make it a point to write better emails. Um, be concise. Communicate what you're trying to accomplish. Communicate the goal that you're trying to help them achieve. Um, you know. The whole, hey, my name is Rob Brunson. I work for Wallace Electronic Sales. I hope you're doing well today. Look, if I could just get 20 minutes of your time yeah. to meet on, it's like, please stop. Oh my yeah. God. Like yeah. it makes us look so bad. Please stop. You know, just say, hey, notice you were doing this. We have this solution. Do you have any thoughts on that? Just keep it simple, you know. Yeah. And some of the emails I see just made me want to put my head through a wall. Um, so <laughs> those would be the two things is, you know, do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. Um, be a rock solid person and be reliable. And then secondly, write better emails. Oh, yeah. Okay. Note taking. Yeah. Um, I I'm curious because if I've been exploring just looking at manufacturing website and then manufacturing reps websites, yeah. what's going on with the manufacturing reps on their website? There's like dinosaurs in there. There's yeah. the, the ones where they're a little bit more high tech, but I'm like, why are they not addressing that it's important to have a website and to keep it updated? Because if you just have it, right, it's like wallpaper where nothing happens. Right. I, I, that's a good, I, I have a, I mean, I think it's the electronic world in general is an older generation yeah. um, type of market and that's okay. Um, but websites just weren't as important um, even, even 10 years ago yeah. as it is today. Um, yeah. So we take a lot of pride in our website. You know, we have a featured manufacturer every month and, yeah. you know, we update that accordingly. We have all of our interviews on there with our manufacturers, which yeah, is fun. Awesome. There's a get to know us page where you can go look at me. My picture is, by the way, if you won't go on our website, my picture is horrible. It is so bad. <laughs> you should open I mean, your eyes a little more. No? <laughs> yeah, it is so bad. Oh my God. Um, but there's a way that you can email us, contact us. So for us, it's, when we designed our website, we wanted it to be more as a tool. Yeah. Um, where you guys it, understand it. That's, that's, that's what, what I've seen, right? That's why when I, when I found you on YouTube and then went on, you know, on the website, I was like, oh my yeah. God, you guys get it. Um, but, but looking into the future, right? 
I believe that if some of these manufacturing reps are not going to, to look at their website and actually put good content on it, right. they are going to be really dinosaurs. Right. The, the thing, so I guess the, the one thing I can understand is that reps, we don't sell anything, right? So I don't have a bunch of power cords and, you know, behind my office over there. No. Um, and, you know, I'm, you know what I mean? So I think that's part of it is there's no transaction that's really occurring on the website. Um, for us, again, it's more so of being a tool. So if for whatever reason, an engineer stumbles on our website and they see a power cord and they say, hmm, I'm pretty interested in that. We want to give them a way to contact yeah. us. Yeah. We'll get them in touch with the proper person in their territory. Um and then just go from there. But I, I, I think a lot of the hangup might have been, we're not distributors, we're not manufacturers. So we're not making anything like a manufacturer yeah. would. We're not holding any stock the way the distributor would. We're not shipping anything the way both of them would. So I think for a lot of reps, it was, well, why do we need a website when we're not processing any transactions? Um, I don't agree with that way of thinking. Um, but yeah. since you posed the question, I think that's maybe a logical explanation. Yeah. But yeah, they you definitely need to have at least a functioning website. You don't have to have a Twitter or a LinkedIn or anything, no. but you definitely need a functioning website. Um, yeah. In 2022. Yeah. No, it I, and I get it. It's it's and it takes time as well, right? And effort to, yeah. to do it. But I think it's so important if somebody is stumbling on your website that they can see, oh, this is the team. This is how we work, right? With engineers. Yeah. This is how we work with distribution. This is how we work with manufacturing. Because if you can get that message out, um, you are already a little bit closer to that engineer. Um, For sure. And even even going down to understanding this territory that you cover. Yeah. Right. Like if you're an engineer in Canada and you stumble upon my page, I'll do you a solid and help you out, but yeah. I really can't help you. I'll, I'll get you in touch with the right rep or the manufacturer yeah. or whatever. But, you know, it, and that's another thing. It's like, well, what territory do you cover? Oh, well, yeah. I'm in Canada. Well, I live in North Carolina. What do you want from me? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so it, it's one of those things. And it's just technology in general. Like most people, you know, do most of their work on their phone because yeah. we're on, we're an on the go society. So if someone needs to be able to access your website. That's another thing too, is make yeah. sure your website is geared for mobile devices. Yeah. Um, don't just have it on their desktop. Most people aren't sitting at a desktop all day. There's no, 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 no. Um, what about how has the, your, your relationship with your customer? How has that changed? Do you still, are you back to the what you did before the pandemic, even though I know you said you've been on the road for, for, for a couple of months already. Um, but are you meeting everybody face to face or do you have half the meetings now? It's just, um, you know, on teams on zoom instead. How, how has that changed your, your day to day? Yeah. So I think it's, um, it, it's definitely a hybrid. Um, and I think that the hybrid model is without a doubt here to stay. Um, that's not going away anytime soon. Um, so one thing that we found is, and we don't have the exact science on this yet, but I think what's going to end up happening is your high, not that every customer is not important, but your really high priority customers where you've got five, six, seven, eight designs in there, just by default, you're going to have to go see them. You know, you're going to have to be in the building to understand the projects, to under, make sure everything's going smoothly. And then maybe your smaller customers who you're selling one or two things to, which is also okay, um, you know, a Teams meeting would probably be justified. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, obviously, the one great thing about 
well, nothing's great about COVID, but one great takeaway from COVID is just Teams calls in general. Again, yeah. I, I said this earlier in the meeting, but you know, today I have a customer in South Carolina. I'm in North Carolina and we were on a call with someone in Hong Kong yeah. and just the ability to be able to accomplish those kind of things in real time and set yeah. up, that's a huge advantage. And I hope salespeople, salespeople naturally want to be on the road and they naturally want to be in front of people. And I think that's awesome. And, I, and honestly, it's the most effective way to get things done. Yeah. But with Teams and Zoom and the access to people at all times of the day, um, that's something that you should not not take advantage of. You should be taking advantage of that from this day forward, you yeah. know, and don't lose sight of that. And that's one thing I worry about. Um, you know, now to, I, what's going to happen is, you know, everyone was, it's, it's like a, it's a vicious circle. So at first everyone was uncomfortable about doing teams calls yeah. and then everyone wanted to do teams calls. And then there was teams call fatigue. And now we're going to see teams calls aren't effective. Yeah. It's like, it, it's all BS. Right. It's just you uh, adapt a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, teams calls like, are highly It's like effective. the fashion, right? It will come back. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The 70s jeans are in right now. My oh, wife, yeah, my wife's got the bell bottom. I can't do it. Know. I can't. It looks like, you know, straight out of the 70s. Like she's been listening to Jefferson Airplane or something all day. So she's famous. No. Yeah. Um, one more. So how... Now that you work with all these engineers and young engineers and older engineers, how do they go and find information? Are they searching or are they calling you? You know, where are they finding their information? So I think with more standard products, they're just searching, um, yeah. which makes sense. You know, your DigiKeys of the world. Google's obviously a pretty popular website. Um, but with custom things and more niche items that, one, they might not understand. And two, something that they have an idea, like, okay, this is what I think. I don't really know how to accomplish that. They'll, they'll tend to call us um, so we can get them in front of you know, manufacturers. The good thing about being a rep is when you see a bunch of different customers all the time, you naturally become creative when it comes to solution-based things. You see something that maybe this guy did over here or yeah. something that this girl did over here. And then you say, hmm, that could work maybe over here. Yeah. And then, you know, you can share that as long as it's not confidential with your customer. Um, so I think, you know, standard parts and, you know, like a semiconductor is a semiconductor, yeah. right? So they're going to search the internet for that. But as far as custom stuff goes, you know, being able to design, you know, what their dream is, there's a need for reps and they'll probably reach out to you just yeah. because we have that direct relationship with the factory. Yeah. What about um, leads? Um, do you work with manufacturers that's great at giving you the leads? And if they are, what are they doing? Or are you the one saying, hey, we're, we know our customer base, we're doing all this lead generation? Yeah. So I guess the answer to that would be both. It's a little bit more heavily skewed for us. Um, yeah. You know, again, we're, we're go-getters, you know, we're, we take pride in being proactive instead of reactive. You know, I could, I could sit here all day and wait for someone to send me an email or <laughs> wait for someone to call me. Um, that's not really our business model for us. It's yeah. what can we do to be proactive? How do we get in front of people? What's our value proposition? How can we help? Um, yeah. We do have some manufacturers um, who do give us leads. Um, you know, Schaffner and Quell are two who are, who are really good at that. Um, I don't know if you know Kim Blair or, or Scott Lindbergh, but they work with Graham Kilshaw of Electrics. Yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with Graham? Okay, so Graham works with them, um, and we, we call them Electrics Leads because that's Graham's company. So what they do is they use a white paper system, and basically they send it to engineers. <clears throat> 
and you have to sign up. And basically what that tells us is it's a, it's a really hot lead in the sense of, well, if this guy wants to look at this high voltage lighting filter, yeah. you know, he'll give us his information if he's really that interested in it, which means there's probably some kind of an application. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's what we do with Graham and, you know, they, they do a really good job with that, but even still, even with Graham and with Quell and with Shaffer, we're still doing our own marketing for those companies as well. Yeah. Um, again, being proactive instead of reactive also it's our job. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we, we try to make yeah. sure that we do that too. Yeah. Um, so it's, and, it's definitely and, a combination of both. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just one thing that works, right? It is to right. have a little bit of everything and then that's how that comes in. Right. And for us, you know, really from a wall standpoint, our whole entire strategy is being completely vertical. Um, you know, we have a saying that, you know, whenever we talk to a customer, it's show me that you know me. Right. And if I reach out to someone who makes vending machines about, you know, something that they would never use, they're going to be like, why in the world are you sending me this? So for us, whenever we send out any kind of email campaign or customer outreach, it's really important for us, for us to show the customer that we know what they do and that we're not wasting their time um, and can say, Hey, here's the things that we can help you on. We have 20 plus manufacturers that we represent, but we can really help you with four things. And I think that establishes credibility for us in our organization. Definitely. Right. You actually took the time to find out what's will be of interest of them and right. where it's re- the value. Yeah. It's really easy to send a, uh, an email that says, Hey, you want to buy something from me? You know? Um, but I don't know if that's really that effective. Not today. Yeah. And that's kind of gets back to, you know, writing better emails. Yeah. You know? yeah. People know when you're just sending out a massive blast of people, you know, yeah. so you really need to keep it vertically integrated. So people yeah. know that you've done the research on the company. Yeah. It'll yeah. establish credibility. What we always talk about is you can send an email in five minutes or you can take 15 minutes and send a really good email. So yeah. which one do you want to do? You know, volume or quality, you choose. Oh, it's all about quality, right? It's the same yeah. with the content on your website. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Good quality there. So um, thank you so much. Um, yeah. It was great. It was, I really, I really loved it. So if any of the listeners today want to reach out to you, um, where can they find you? Yeah. So you can find me on LinkedIn at Rob Brunson. I've got a little wizard emoji beside me and my picture's a cartoon. Um, Like I said, completely fun. Um, I think my YouTube channel is called Rob Brunson. I don't know. Um, (laughs) I think that's what it is. Um, And then, you know, you can always go to our website. It's west-inc.com. You can find me there and the rest of our team. Um, Again, we cover those six states. You'll see my picture. It is... I actually don't look terrible today, but my picture on the website, I'm telling you, is so bad. Um, so <laughs> now everybody be... want to go there, right? That's yeah, it. you should definitely go check <laughs> it out. <laughs> Screenshot it, put it on LinkedIn, and you guys can roast me. I can, I can take it. I can take it. Uh, I'll um, use that when I promote this episode. No, <laughs> yeah. And then you know, if you're into dogs, you know, my wife and I, we run a, uh, we run a nonprofit organization that actually moves dogs out of kill shelters into no-kill shelters or foster uh, homes. And that's everybodylovesdogs.org. And we're really proud of that. Um, We started it during COVID when everyone started adopting a bunch of dogs and we knew that eventually they would be returned. Um, So that's that's one thing that we did and we're very proud of that. So love us some dogs. Yeah, love the dogs. Um, Good. And I will, um, I'll put also, you know, some of these links, I'll put that on the mindinnovation.com on the website, you know, specific for this episode. um, And it will also be in the show notes. So, so thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much. It was a lot of fun. And we should definitely jump in that, uh, the metaverse thing. And and I would like to get your feedback on it. Just (laughs) We'll figure it out. 
For sure. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mind Innovation Podcast. New episodes are dropping bi-weekly, so make sure you're following wherever you get your podcast. You can find me on LinkedIn, search for Sana Vending. You can also find me on YouTube, search for Mind Innovation, or go to my website, sanavending.com or mindinnovation.com. Stay curious, keep learning. <laughs>